Uh. Here we are, Zoe Nightingale. Hi. We're in your home. Finally. Yeah. I've been in your home so many times. How the tables have literally turned. I know. I know. We've been in living situations you've been in, but not something that is like properly. Your well, home. when we met, I was homeless yeah. pretty much. Totally. And uh, yeah, this is my first home alone and my first home in uh, since pandemic and my first base camp. And while it is a little deeper into Brooklyn and a, a little, um, there's a lot that changed about where I live, but I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm very grateful for it. We're so far into Brooklyn, I didn't know where we were. I know, I know you did, but how could you? Because you're, <laughs> no. you're Greenpoint people. No, I'm not. I know. We're like in the bowels of Brooklyn. Yeah. But welcome to what is now affordable in our fair state. Fuck yeah, yeah though. Like, yeah. this place is legit. It's legit, and it's barely affordable, and I work my ass off and have no money, and but get to live alone mm. uh, and live well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how anybody is surviving out there. No clue. It, the hustles people must be doing, the triple, dipple hustles. Like, I mean, I got like six jobs, but I still feel like I'm not... You're fucking, out there banging and clanging. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> I'm still so bad at money, you know, like, but still, it's just the cost, the things, the everything. Just to just to try to reinvent yourself, myself, after a pandemic, COVID, like not to you know, bring up Voldemort, but like it was a thing. It yeah. was uh, I blew through all my money. I had like <laughs> I had a whale of a time in my own way. Like, I was like, this this won't end. I don't have to pay rent. I'm going to move. I mean, we talked when I was living in yeah, California. I went yeah. to Mexico. And then I came back and I was like, oh my God, all my stuff is in storage. I haven't worked in two years. I have like a, a bunch of like taxes from fucking unemployment that I didn't even know about. I need to get an apartment. I need like 10K upfront in cash. I need credit. Oh my God. I got to pay off all these credit card bills. Holy Jesus. Yeah. It's time to get back in the flow of New York City. And so... The thing about having rent, which y'all don't know about right now, nope. is that it inspires your ass to get out of bed. Yeah. So yeah. I get out of bed, and there is yeah. no. Uh, there were a lot of days I didn't get out of bed during pandemic because why did I? I was in somebody's fucking loft somewhere, living off somebody's teat. Mm. But now I'm living off my own teat. That is pretty and sweet my, teat. In my little, uh, <laughs> my little subsection of uh, of um, of the BK, and I'm honored and grateful to be here, and it's been a. Oh. It's been a grounding experience, to say the least. Yeah. Well, I feel like we learn from you because, like you, when we do have money, we we spend it quickly on oh, good boy. times. Oh, man. <laughs> of and good times for all. Yes, good times for all, for sure. And I also don't, and I've also struggled deeply with the concept that money is real my whole life, which is, sounds like a very privileged thing to say, and I'm aware of that, but like... As someone who's come from money and lost all their money and been around money and been in crypto and fucking and entrepreneurs and Y Combinators and entrepreneur of cash and like just seeing the ups and downs of all of it. And somehow I always, you know, through the grace of many things and privilege and whatever, but I landed on my feet. So like I was poor, I had the same amount of money. I was rich, I had the same amount of money. And I don't even know what I'm talking about, but like it's just as money's a psychedelic fucking thing, you know? Oh yeah. It like, it changes everything. It changes nothing. Mm -hmm. It like, I, I don't know. So being, getting back in the New York city fucking hustle and grind has been a fucking, it's been good. Oh, um, there ain't nothing wrong with a little good. bump and grind. It's been good. I think this is like the hip part of town now. No, anyway. no, 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 no. Hip <laughs> part, well, 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 what is hip? Hip is when we drive through and we look around and we're like, we're too old for this place. Oh, uh, I mean. That might not be this neighborhood. I Bushwick, though. Nah, well, yeah, I'm not even really, I'm technically like the corner of Bed-Stuy. My street was technically 
and I I don't want to. I mean, I'm so scared to say anything. The, the omnipresence. I can't believe this news. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I'm like. I feel like I'm gagged and Cedric a big old fucking dildo on my down my throat because like I'm just scared to say anything, which is weird. Wow, the fucking world has changed. Um, this used to be fact check me uh, a very prevalent crack weed yeah. uh, whole epicenter thing on my street. Cornelia Street in the eighties was like a whole fucking thing. So when I moved here, I did. A, I, I I don't believe in anything, but I do believe in like uh, outsourcing to other people who know stuff and like maybe hoping for they're rolling the fucking dice. Like why not bring a hot girl with some bones and some tea leaves and yeah. fucking tarot and some fucking sage and we're gonna sage this shit out because. This building's been around for a long time. There's been a lot of energies in this space. And, like, I'm coming into a new neighborhood and a new demographic as a very colorful person. And let's 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 throw some hot girl tits and fucking dice at it. Let's you did that? You had oh, a, you I had had a whole seance. Like, I, I invited all the witchy shit. The, I mean, again, I want to be very clear that I do not believe that what they do is real. I do not. And <laughs> but, I ne- you're, but you're like, I, I'll do it anyway. And I never will. I never will believe you. I mean, I, I think the tarot card readers are like the best charlatan fucking just energy. I mean, listen, it doesn't matter if it's real or not, right? But... I, w- I, I still participated in it. And mm-hmm. and I do feel better when like they're like clan- they're these like, hot girls in like, white outfits are walking out and being like, yo, hey spirits, we welcome you. We also say like, it'd be nice. Whatever they're doing, I'm like, okay, it can't hurt, right? Yeah. So I did a lot of things to get myself ready for my new adventure in the BK, Damn. which has been my home. I Look, I've always lived in Brooklyn, um, never lived in Manhattan. And uh, Fuck Manhattan. it's good to be back. It's yeah. good to be back. It's humbling. It's grounding. It's like, it's ugly. It's beautiful. It's, uh, and it, it's so raw. Yeah. It's raw. And I mean, many yeah. parts of this world are very fucking raw, but uh, there's just, in a world that's supposed to be the most, the richest, the best, the hottest, the coolest, the youngest, the most, whatever, it's like, yeah, there's like, so you see some shit every fucking day, oh, 8 a.m., yeah. 6 a.m., 12 p.m. Like, there's just shit that happens that you, like, you wouldn't believe, and then you become numb to it, like, right away. Uh, and, like, when the first, one of the first three days I moved into this apartment, one of my neighbors was beat. You know what? You see what I mean? I don't even want to talk about this. I, but like, I, I saw someone being beaten, like, a woman being beaten by her partner Ooh. across the street, and I didn't have these fabulous gels Yet my disco gels. Oh. I'm on the first floor, and one of the you know, another fabulous part about living as a single woman in New York City on the first floor of a new part of Brooklyn. Like, like, oh, what can I do to like jazz up the place and make it still disco, but like <laughs> a little safer, a little bit less. Uh, you can see me walking around my tits out because like I obviously have no filter or care what people yeah. are looking at, and I'm directly street level. So I look outside my window. I'm like, oh, my new apartment. Oh, it's so nice in here. I'm getting like a cup of tea, walking around my boxes and my fucking old robe that I found in my storage unit somewhere. And there is my windows up a little bit, and there's just a guy beating the shit out of somebody. And again, <sighs> privilege. I've seen a lot of violence. I've been exposed to different kinds of violence, but I don't think I had ever seen a man hit a woman in the head no. or kick her. Ever, no. which again, not since Snooky on the Jersey Shore. I never know. saw that, you basic <laughs> bitch. What the fuck were you doing watching that show? She got fucking blasted right uh, on right. camera. I, I, I'd it. never really seen a guy punch a girl until something like that. Okay, well, <laughs> I saw it in real time, and it was. Uh, and then I got in this whole thing about. I have a super downstairs who I love, who manages the building, and we had a really interesting. I, I walked and I was like, I'm never leaving here. What's up, best friends? He lives below me, and you know he's. 
he's an older guy. He's seen a lot of shit. He's very aware of the neighborhood. He's like, look, you got to tone it down, young uh-huh. lady. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. When we first met, he gets me now. We've, he's like, my, my family. He's been to some of my, mm. my dinner parties. Like, we're friends now. But in the beginning, he was like, I don't know what's going on with you, but the way you are living is attracting attention. You do not need to be like, chill the fuck out, bitch, basically. And when it was like 7 a.m., this woman was getting beaten across the street, and I panic. I freeze. I'm like, okay, what do I do? I call the cops, right? I'm like, right away. I mean, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Probably shouldn't call the cops. This is probably like a neighborhood thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know the dynamics. Should I ask my super? I'm brand new, brand new white girl in the block. Like, you know, there goes the neighborhood kind of vibes. First thing should I do? Should I, I mean, maybe I should think about this. So then I, I like hide in my bed while watching. And this whole thing, I don't even know how we got here, but I eventually it's, it's been an experience moving in here. Did not call the cops. Um, oh, good for you. Yeah. I just, I, I didn't, that. but I, I just, I, I talked to, I, when I talked to my neighbor, like 20 minutes later, I kind of crawled on my bed. And I, the weirdest thing was my people were watching it happen. Sort of like you ever see the Black Mirror episode where, where everyone goes, ev- mirrors, goes like this? Yeah. It was like that. And oh, I was like, wow. okay, so obviously, like, this is not my place. Why am I even talking about it? I'm like so nervous. I'm like, I don't know. What's wrong? You're, you're nervous because before we got on here, you're like, "Oh, for once in my life, I have to censor myself." I don't know. It's and I'm weird. Like, don't bother. I'm we'll trying, edit I'm stuff look, out. So I, well, I was like, editing it. I was like, "Why do we even want to bring up like racial, like white girl racial in Brooklyn?" But whatever. It's very interesting. It does though. either way. So everyone's filming, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So like they know what's going on. There's like an older black, like a strong, like gospel look, like, like and she's like just staring at the guy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I, my other, I open my other window and I ask my neighbor who's drinking coffee. It's like nine, eight, seven thirty a.m. What to do? I'm like, like, hey, I met, I met him before. We like had like a funny interact. Like, I was like, what do we do? He's like, what do you mean? He's Jamaican. was like, what do you mean? What do we do? We don't do anything. This is not your fucking business. And I was like, right, not my business. Got it. And then I like went and hid in my bed and put my cup and I called my sister and I like you know whatever. And but and then you know there. That's the part of New York City. It is a safe neighborhood. I'm telling you, it's a super safe neighborhood. It really, it's nothing ever happens. What you should have done, you should have gone on your loudspeaker and been like, "Hey." Yeah. Oh yeah. Just be an interrupter. Oh sure. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good idea. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Look, the thing I'm learning as I'm getting older is like, mind your fucking business and like. Use your power and voice and your hands when appropriate. Yeah. What with thought, yeah, and with not like do do not react. Reaction mm. is not the name of the game anymore. Oh, uh, you've never been in a mind your own business city until you've lived in New York City, uh, wow. and it becomes part of who you are. Which is, sometimes it neutralizes people like you, which I hate to see. Yeah, well. but you don't need to be getting involved with that shit. You know what I mean? If there was a party going on over there and you heard some music and dancing, go get over mm. there. You know what I? Oh no, I love hanging, dude. There's there's like dice games, all kinds of fun shit. Oh, like this is a great in the summertime. This is a fantastic neighborhood. I fucking love yeah. my neighbors. Like Stu hangs, like so great, so fun. But like, welcome to the neighborhood. And I was just like, okay, okay, Miss Nightingale. Like learn, like you know, there there's a lot to be said as I get older. And like, just take a breath. Yeah. Before you get emotional. Take a moment to like observe all sides because whatever your first reaction is is probably not the best one. And even though I have spent a lifetime trying to understand people and learn from people and look at people and see different things and fucking be the best human I can be, it doesn't matter. I know nothing still. And I am still in my own little bubble of nothing, knowing nothing, of perspectives and whatever. And I just take a fucking breath, mind your fucking place, and like, and use my voice when I am educated, when I am. 
when I when it when it makes it well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's just, it's been a it's been a learning process, you know, because I used to be the person right away. I was the person with the micro megaphone right away getting involved for no fucking reason without yeah. the context with because I just felt like I had the ability and the right and like I've been Learning a lot of things about what... Have you ever gotten in trouble? Oh, Has, has the megaphone God. ever gotten you like in actual trouble? You're joking, right? Well, I mean, there's lots of different types of trouble, but... I mean... Oh, I mean... Can I like, smoke this in here? So. Are you serious? I don't know if you're uh, no. if you're okay with drugs. You can't. Uh, you, can't you can't smoke. The neighbors your, might call the cops. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the guys who are playing like Isley Brothers at 8 a.m. with their speakers pointed out of their windows oh, toward. Yeah. Like so, it's like a. I would actually really appreciate because like I used to wake up at like Sunday mornings to like you know like some deep fog. I'm like, all right, guys, they like they're playing music for you. Their speakers yeah, are out. That's nice. Uh, and they have good taste. Yeah. And my, my neighborhood has excellent taste in music. But anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes, I've gotten a lot of trouble with my megaphone um, because I am a instigator and a rabble rouser for reasons that I'm still <laughs> unpacking. And sure, uh, uh, trouble with police, trouble with orgies, trouble with my jobs, trouble with, uh, uh, with my parents, trouble in general. Uh, yes. But it's never been something that I couldn't get uh, out of. Re- yeah. Take down, take the megaphone down, mm-hmm. and be uh, like, "All right, I'll be serious if you need me to be serious." You yeah. break character. Uh, I got. Ugh, I mean, this is like not even a story to share, but I got in so much trouble recently. Uh, at my, I'm an event producer, as you guys know, and the venue I was producing an event at, I was in full clown already, which is never good for me because when <laughs> I have clown makeup on, like actual clown makeup on, as I'm sure with your juggle experience, like. I'm already a clown, and when I have the makeup on, it's like a you're it's invincible. A, yeah, it's a totally different ball game, and it was good makeup. And I was like, I was I was already like hyped up, adrenaline flowing, because it was a big event. There's a lot of money on the line, lots of many moving parts, and like you know, I'm in my like, like Xena Warrior Princess fucking Pokemon. I choose you, fucking solving problem shit mode. And there was a car parked blocking both of my trucks that my deli- my my PA trucks that were taking shit in and out of my event. It was like a big. There was like a big driveway and two trucks needed to get out, needed to back into Wythe and North 11th, a very busy street, like right downtown fucking Brooklyn. I mean, downtown Williamsburg. And there's a navy blue uh, BMW tan leather uh, New York plates blocking my trucks to move. And then there's two other production trucks and three other cars in this narrow Wythe Avenue strip. And I have a very tight window of which to get my production, my like U-Haul 12 foot out they can do it but they need room but anyway this guy has completely blocked us in and somebody t- like we, we were on a fucking time and i i was a full client i have my megaphone and i'm like i go into full fucking uh what's the the, the clown the crazy clown beautiful harlequin oh, yeah, full yeah. harlequin mode i i get up on top of the car and I'm like, which one of you piece of shit fucking like new moves in New York City with their tan leather and your fucking Ooh, basic ass yeah. wife and your like, you know, like things you could just like, you think the world yes. belongs to you and you could just block fucking driveways like <laughs> you've got five minutes. I take out my keys. And I'm like, I'm going to key your fucking car, motherfucker. That's then good. I read out his license plate, which has been like I accidentally comes off. I, I mean. And I'm like, read license plate, like, would a license plate like four, two, one, five with the douchebag with this car, please. Like I go into the. I do a lot with my megaphone, walking around. I, 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 this is 30 minutes goes by. I have an w- hour window. I'm like, TikTok, motherfucker. Like, uh, you know, I'm calling. I'm, I'm towing you. I'm whatevering you. Like, you've got to be around here somewhere. This is, 
And I'm I'm hyped up. People are filming me again, like Dang. Black Mirror, and I'm getting you know. And then you just get more and more, and I get more and more clowned out, and I'm just like fucking raging. Whoa, whoa. Right, yeah, seriously, <laughs> I'm raging. Like who the fuck is like blocking my path? I'm like a Lorax. Like the, no, no, sorry, the Zacks won't budge in their tracks. Like I will fuck. I, I'm gonna fucking. I will stand here until mm. you motherfucker get your. Fu- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna slash your tires. I'm gonna tow your car. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill, like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna kill your family. Yeah, exactly. Gonna kill your. I'm like Hell really. Yeah. I'm like rage, and. Two minutes go by. I have the license plate in my hand. I put it down and back in the venue. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to call the tow truck. I walk back in the venue. The owners of the venue walk in. Oh, no. And I'm like, guys, there's this car fucking blocking the fucking driveway. Like, you got, I'm, I'm going to get a tow. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I've been trying to. And they're like, that's our car. They oh, have okay. cameras, probably, like, on everything. <gasps> so, like, I had gone on a 30-minute imagination of what kind of a person this this BMW SUV tan leather. I could picture this guy. I, that you're, I, I know who it is. Listen, they speed by you. They use blinkers. You know. He's actually a really nice guy, truly. And but he, you nailed it still. And I look, he's a really, he's a really, really nice guy. Look, and you're a nice guy. Look, I am literally in the middle of a, a giant production, and it's their venue. They could shut me down at any time. And he looks at me, and he was like, you can fuck with anything in my life, Zoe, but not my car. And I look at his wife and I'm like, I'm like, sorry, I'm almost tearing. I'm like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I am, I thought I could never think they lived a block away. I'm like, there was never a world in which you would have blocked my driveway. It didn't occur to me that it could be their car. And it was wow. 30 Anyway, so did I ever get in trouble? And so with the next two hours, which should have been me like seamlessly flowing through my production of my event was me hoveling to them. Like, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, why would you block? Why would you park your car there? Well, you can assume that whoever's venue, whoever's driveway it is, is probably the person blocking the driveway a lot of times because they're like, "Well, it's my driveway." Not when it's a BMW with a tan interior. No, no, it's just, it's just we've got three trucks in production. It's like if you are owner of the venue, you know that we are on go time. I just it didn't occur anyway. It doesn't matter. We're also in the douchiest part of Williamsburg now. Yes. You know, North Eleventh and White has been taken over by it's, it's the by, of by the garbage of the garbage. You know, yeah. G Star Raw Unite. Yeah. Fucking Chipotle. Hey, fucking T-Mobile, fucking two Madewells. Why there are two, there's a J Crew and a Madewell on like different blocks. I know. Yeah, like scotch and soda. Why don't you? Yeah. Devotion coffee, $11 hand, hand curated caffeine. Like I can't even with this, this neighborhood. That's why we had to leave. I, like, I get it. But yeah. I just had assumed that it was just somebody minding their business who didn't have anything to do with my production. And I was mad. Damn. So does the megaphone get me in trouble? Yes, it does. And I regret it. <laughs> And sometimes I deeply regret it because the megaphone is power. And but people people always take my megaphone like, hey, can I use your megaphone? But what they don't realize is you have to have something to say. Mm-hmm. And if and megaphone, yeah, they go, of course, immediately. And I have been granted or be fuddled with the gift of flow without thinking mm. due to multiple car accidents and you know abuse of many kinds and age. But so I don't. So the megaphone for me and I are one. But for others, it's not a useful tool. They're like, hey, hey, yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah, Junior, today, Junior, give me a fucking thing back. You're not professional. Move it's, on. It's like when, uh, it's like when people see us filming something and they're like, yo, put me on camera, put me on camera, put me on camera. And we're like, stop, 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 stop. And we're feeling like, fine, okay. And they can't think to do anything except do shout outs for 30 seconds of people no one's ever fucking heard of. I'm like, Cool, good, good, real use of your time and our yeah. attention. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. So, yes, that, that is, that is, a, a re, that is an example as of October 27th. Um, and you can imagine there might be more because that's the only thing I can think oh, of. Because my, my memory only goes back like 14 seconds. Uh, but that's like a month plus without incident. 
And that's Thank you. Well, also, funny you should say that. There was a box in my kitchen right now. My megaphone was recently mailed back to me. It has actually been out of my possession for a full month. Because at Halloween, it was taken by my friend who went to San Francisco. Shout out to Frank. Love you. Love you. And he recently wrapped it up very carefully and mailed me back. My gorgeous, you're welcome. Have you taken a look at this? It's fucking awesome. It's beautiful. It's my round two since my Burning Man, the one I made for Burning Man was stolen at the bowling alley of um, the Grand Sierra Hotel after Burning Man. But this is round two, and she's a beaut. She's a fucking beaut. Yo, what happened at Burning Man? You got to give us, because you've been to what, like 17, 18 no, Burning No, my God, why would you do that to me? I mean, who, why is the apostrophe in the wrong You just got to tell don't, us the truth. Don't, because, don't, like, don't. What's wrong with you? Fuck you, cat. I you spelled really, your wrong. You know what? No. It's on purpose, okay? No. Art is not a science, okay? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Burning Man, so. Well, you've been, here's, here's my question. This was my 11th. Okay. And this it, is the first one we've been fixated on in real time. Got it. Well, and we were like, how do we get the real story? Because like, everyone's trying to be like, it's I've all good. I've got good <laughs> news for you. Uh, the only reason I went to Burning Man, because after last year's Burning Man, which I my podcast series was called The Reckoning and the Apocalypse, um, I never wanted to go to Burning Man again. And I is, had, is that I, something particular to last year? Because I heard no, from no, other no, no, people no. like this, everyone wanted was, to take a break this, was this year. This 2022 we're talking about. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right. Everyone so was everyone after that one was like, Shout out to global warming. Not a joke. Not a myth. Um, 2022 was so brutal. Was so deeply, spiritually, psychologically, mentally abused. It was like it was it was like being fucked over and over and over again with a dildo with like fucking spikes that come in and out. You don't even know when they're like, so like this the spikes. a dildo. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking <laughs> about long spikes, but the spikes are on like these like timers and they come out and in and pierce the inside of your thighs sometimes. So you don't even know when you're getting fucked with the extra this. spike. Yes. In fact, it's like, give me that. Give me that. I'll show you. It is like getting fucked with this. Burning Man 2022 was get, like, getting fucked by a chainsaw covered in fucking disco tiles. No it, lube. As a professional burner, which I am through and through, I have been, I have done, I've seen, I have built it, I have survived it, I've suffered it, I have listened, I have loved, lost, given it my all. The player provides. And I have given it everything I had back. <laughs> um, it was, in, it was, excru- oh, I think I put it on its, sorry, um, it was the worst. Uh, my mother was there. The the her air conditioning went out like day one. Just a, she's seventy nine. She's with her partner who was eighty two. He's who, a, that she met at Burning Man. That she met at Burning Man because you I, brought her. Because I brought her. That, and it so was <laughs> record level hot, oh, like hundred and fifteen degrees. No, and it was there was a lot of there's so much dust and it was like this. It was hotter than a. It was like this baked in, packed in like brutal heat that you couldn't escape from and the wind and the winds were so crazy and the dust was so crazy that it was like being inside of like a fucking tornado and every our camp got ripped apart like as soon as we built it like the it was just everything went wrong that could go wrong everyone melted down i was running around trying to fix all these problems i couldn't do anything i was completely immobile i couldn't there was i mean i had moments of joy and fun as you always do at burning man in the sheer cream pie fuck your burn of the disaster of it and you're just like coughing up bukkakis of dust and you're just <laughs> like 
I'm alive. I'm alive, and I have experienced love. I remember that I have love and water and something. I'm fine. It's good. like you're like do- you're like davening like a fucking psychopath in a psych ward. Like I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. But you're not okay. You are not okay. And it was the yeah. There's a reason your your body's shouting out those messages. Oh, to you. My, it, it was, <laughs> and I and my mother was in danger and she and her partner who was a fucking badass her partner's like this photographer like woodsman hot like sturdy non-jew like i mean i can't say that (laughs) he's not jewish okay but not but he's most he's like a mountain man and he like fucking builds shit and like has like herding dogs you know he's like a dude but he's 80 but he's like in good fucking shape he wears fucking uh hiking boots and a kilt no underpants dick out takes pictures of naked guys on the playa doing repositions of classic women poses because that's his fad right now i mean he's Mm. dope as fuck but he can't see that well and he's got like a weird hip and shit and like my mother and him are just usually fine but it was like you know my mother's gonna die on playa and i'm gonna be responsible i mean like i'm like in every single way i was just like why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why did I spend $5,000 of money I do not have after pandemic that I, I had just moved into this apartment? I was like just getting back on my feet. I just getting my money back. And like because I couldn't say no to the hoe of the, yeah. of the almighty playa and its FOMO fucking sirens, I got smashed on the fucking rocks by the sirens and eaten alive. They ate my bones. They let me do nothing. <sighs> fucking nothing. And when I, got, when I got out of Burning Man, I was like, I promise you, Zoe, like to hand on heart, to God, to whatever I believe in, to the witches and the fucking warlocks and the wardrobes and the lions, I will never go back to this godforsaken place again, no matter what they promise me. Never will I step foot on this place again. I have learned my lessons. And the only thing that I was being told, like, you know, I'm not mystical. I'm not God fearing. I'm not a God. But it was was like, (laughs) how dare you? (laughs) But but I'm not a person who like looks for god's voice yeah, yeah and yeah. it was like god saying to me over and over again like like he said to fight like, like cut your your son's dick off on the mountain like mm-hmm. zoe do not fucking go back here you are done like the gnomes in dmt like you're done bitch ripcord if you come back here you will die i will kill you because you did not learn your fucking lesson and it was very clear the 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 message was unbelievably clear and i was just like back like that maxwell guy in the fucking thing just like okay god i get it i won't do it again <laughs> i will devote myself to other pursuits i will i will i you were i was raised in other ways to do better with my time in my hands this is a fucking circle jerk of fucking drugs and chaos and stupid and i am stuck in a cycle of endless repetitive rat maze fucking pressing buttons of fucking triggers that i don't need to do anymore stop this shit Clean up your act. Get sober. Get your life together. Get healthy. Go to yoga. Do all that shit. Listen to fucking science podcasts. Shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck down. And like, see, like, enough. It was so clear. And I wasn't going to Burning Man. And I was so happy about it. Everyone was like, I can't get tickets. I was like, I'm out of it. I'm I'm fucking sober from your burn. Fuck your burn losers. That's what it sounds like. Did it. Done it. Don't care. I'm finally out of your fucking trap. I'm going to go to Greece with this money I have saved up for like half the price. And I'm going to fuck hot guys on yachts with white wine. I'm going to chill. It's like having an ex. You're like, I don't want to think about that. Oh, my. uh, It's just like I finally broke my cycle of addiction to Burning Man, which is absolutely addiction. I'm not. I love you, Burning Man. I've God bless your soul, Larry. I've pray down to your false idols forever and i the gifts that you have given me i will for my mother my family my soul my everything i i am not everyone should go yeah but not me yes i'm done yes so i was not going i was so happy i had all these plans i was gonna get a flight pass i was gonna go i was fucking i'm telling you i was like i was so excited 
So excited. One of my best podcasts ever from last year was me talking to my friend Amy, who also had broken the cycle, who hates Burning Man. Mm. And like she almost dies every year. She's like this wisp of a beautiful, gorgeous, like she's a celebrity matchmaker. She's this beautiful, redheaded trash princess who like is the most divine creature I've ever met. And every year we go, and every year it like completely destroys our lives. And we're like trying to build professional careers. We go there and like, yeah, it takes a month to recover. Our money's yeah. all gone. We like, yeah. we think we make all these connections and these divine soulmates or whatever, and they disappear in seconds. We're back <laughs> in New York with no money, we're, like coughing up a fucking, you know, like a hairball of dust. Just like, what the fuck did I do again? I got fucked by Birdie Man again. <laughs> so anyway, I have a great podcast with her where we're like celebrating the fact that we're not going to Birdie Man. We're like, oh man, yeah. But so what happened was, as in most great stories, is that. Like 10 days before Burning Man, Vikram Gandhi, who is a celebrated, incredible, um, minst- the best at what he does, documentarian, filmmaker, he made Kumare, uh, he worked for Vice during when Vice was cool, remember? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> fif- 20 years ago, Vice was the sickest shit ever, and yeah. 15 years ago, Vikram was doing the sickest shit ever of all time for Vice. He was doing like amazing underground documentary work on like rhino horns and going into like black oh, markets yeah, I remember and like this. crazy I remember gun this stuff. He went to, he went to um, Fukushima oh, and yeah, like, yeah, and fucking that. like uh, to like see if the radiation was true and like it was tested. I mean, he was the, sh- is he, Vikram is the best. So, and I respect him and I've been begging Vikram to work with me for a decade. I've known him since 2008 when he stayed in my apartment, my mom's apartment to go to the, Obama rally and we went I mean I've known him for a while and he loves me respects me but to be fair I'm hard what do you do with this right we don't know I don't know you don't know you try I so bowed down I have been wait I've been waiting like, like on my knees for like any of my successful friends you know I'd be like yeah Zoe here you go just have the thing yeah. I'm gonna do it um, so Vikram calls me is like how would you like to be an on-air host for Burning Man this year with my camera crew for our documentary that we're doing with Burning Man this was 10 days before Bernie Man. And I couldn't say no. And I had a reckoning of the soul for real. Like, and that's when I, I hadn't even, produ- I hadn't even put out any of my podcasts from 2022 because I couldn't listen to it because it was so traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. So then I went through all my pod, all my audio from 2022 and edited it just to remind myself and prepare myself to get ready for what I was going to face. And I was like sitting in my anxiety and my fear of like, please don't kill me, God. Please don't kill me, God. I'm chasing false idols. Like I really, all my Jewish shit comes back. Like (laughs) I'm not listening. I'm chasing TV shows. I'm not listening. Oh my God. (laughs) And like I I had recently gotten a full-time job. Um, I'd recently had a, I recently gotten a boyfriend who's stable and cool. And like Burning Man is the great, it's like going on a heroin, speed, cocaine, hooker binge for like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's yeah. all of it, you yeah. know? And can I do this? Can I stay sober enough to be on camera where real cameras that yeah. will be shown to real people that will hate me? Do I have the guts to stand up to Burning Man with my past and, and my insecurity about being on camera and my insecurity about my inability to remember what I say and like, am I going to cancel myself? We're in this mm. fucking really difficult time period to yeah. be someone with a mouth like mine like yeah. should I put my because what I'm going to say is going to sell shit right so they're not going <laughs> to I mean while I trust Vikram with my entire heart I never would have done it because I can't edit it you know it's fucking scary yeah. I'm going to go out to Burning Man and I'm going to have to stay sober I'm going to have to go to bed I'm going to show up on time dressed without fucking dust in my nose without fucking cr- I mean there's only so much you can do mm. like dressed 
You know, and like I look good at Burning Man, but like I'm like, oh, I'm on fucking camera, I'm gonna look great. So I got mm. all these fucking custom shit. My friend Jesse Alexander um, makes amazing outfits. I just threw a bunch of money at him, I'm like make makes the dopest shit ever. And I like for ten days, I had my girlfriend come over here, deep clean my whole apartment. She packed all my shit in cubes, labeled for d- outfits per day. I put all I, I awesome. like I did like hyper psychopathic like because I'm the most disorganized person in the world, and I had the psychopath. She's she says I'm Virgo. I don't know what that means, but like me she I don't know, but it's like an organizational thing. And she came here and she just like made me this small suitcase. I just go up with like three suitcases of like everything I needed, um, and I like really got down on the fucking floor and I called my mother and I made a pact to. God, her, me, like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be sober, which I've never done, mm. ever. I mean, I've struggled with sobriety forever. And, like, how do you ma- – the management of drugs and alcohol and uh, – What is co- it, mainly alcohol when it's you say of, you struggle? No, nah, it's just all of it. It's not being in – I've never seen you fucked up. Yeah, though. but that's it's not the thing. Weird. It's it's I am ta- We're drinking. We're yeah. dr- it's, it's, I'm in social – we're, we're taking ketamine. We're taking cocaine. So we're taking it doesn't want to say no. You yeah. like, you, it's not even – it's not even no. It's like it's just part of the fuck – it's yeah. it's always part of it. And whether or not I'm, – I'm never fucked up or sloppy, but it's always in me. Yeah. And I'm yeah, not yeah, – yeah. and so to be – and I really did not want to be fucked up at Burning Man and be sloppy on camera. Yeah. And I was like, can I go to Burning Man and can I say no? Can I do this? Mm. And can I go to bed and wake up? Because we only shot the daytime. So I have to be there at like 5.40 a.m., you know, at a specific place, dressed and ready to fucking interview people and deal with the burn. Mm. So it was a fucking gamble, and I did it, and I went to Burning Man, and I did it. Wow. I did it. I went to bed every night. I camped with this amazing fucking camp called RX, and who the, and who is the most professional old school New York burners who just don't, who are like anti fluff, anti rainbow, anti friendly. They don't they put like things down on their thing. They don't want anybody to come. They're just like nice. I mean, they'll serve anybody that comes. They can find them. Yeah. But they're just grumpy fucking old, super professional, just rock star genius, like engineer humans, and. They gave me, I got, I, I rolled up in the burner bus with a little suitcase and they had a tent for me with an air conditioning unit. It makes sense. The first time ever I would have air conditioning, I've never had air conditioning. You didn't it, it was not yep. hot. Yep. It's the first year <laughs> ever. Crazy. Can you imagine the world? I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just furious, but whatever. So I showed up and I did it and I had the most incredible experience and then it rained. Yep. And it rained and it it is the thing that mo- probably will make this documentary succeed mm-hmm. because Burning Man in itself is like, okay, we get it, like, uh, yeah. whatever. But the hilarity of the rain and the unbelievable difficulty of it, and me and the producers were walking, we, we'd make these shoes out of plastic. So it was many different iterations of these shoes. First, you tried to walk with shoes, uh, plastic garbage bags around your shoes. Then you realize. There's nothing you've got to you've got to tape your foot first because once your foot gets wet and cold you're fucked. So 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 you wake up and you like tape your foot with different kinds of duct tape, like a, like a plastic thing, and then you put on your shoe and then you put a garbage bag. So Ziploc on the foot, garbage bag with duct tape all the way around, kind of like a moon boot all the way around oh because God. because you're walking in such uneven fucking moon yeah. fucking garbage thing that it will rip and tear at any duct tape. So you've got to make it like a fucking. You know, like, so like it was, yeah. so like we make these moon shoes and then we go out into places where you're like knee deep and fucking muck and there's people out serving fucking drinks naked, dancing around, having the best time, but you had to walk and you have to be in good shape. And I'm like, not in the best shape. Let's, you know, and, but we did it. I mean, we, we walked in the muck and the gluck and we got the shot. We fucking got the shot. And I was like a pig in shit, literally. And I, I just feel so grateful to him and all of it. And like, it was a fucking gamble because I didn't know if I could do it because it's, 
really hard to say no. Could you do it sober without like the pressure of like having to perform? I don't. Or would you want to? No, I mean, I would. Like, do you want to go to this next year? Oh no, no, no! I'm oh, good. Great. Cool. I'm done. I'm done. I, I showed the side of Burning Man they needed the comedy, the fun, yeah, the yeah, reverie, yeah. the the moments of magic. Yeah. Um, Juggle that spirit. Yeah, and I because Burning <laughs> Man is an incredible place, and, and I think the documentary needed those moments of magic. It's hard to have to capture moments of magic if you don't have someone like me who can like because they're happening in. Because the, the documentary was like filming like art and the people who started it and they're sitting in like professional settings. But like we were just rolling around a golf cart, me like, be, like with my megaphone, me like, yo, little dick, get over here. And then we yeah, have a yeah. conversation in real time, five minutes, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. Those little like moments of quixotic, like magic, liquid silver, fucking mercury shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I, tr- I have no idea what I said or did. We shot for five days or four days in, and I've never worked with a better team. Vikram could not have been more professional. It was the most, awesome. you want to talk about producing the worst, the most difficult thing ever. He had a team of like 40 like different camera crews try, who could not use their golf carts anymore with different, with reds, oh. with red cameras, trying to like swap out sick cards and like with the different, P- I mean, it was like nightmare, uh, nightmare uh, uh, production. Yeah. But he handled it like a fucking champion. He, His crew uh, too. Like, I'm telling geez. you, the crew was the best. I mean, and so whenever the documentary comes out, I trust that I won't embarrass myself too much or my family, but you know, it's I leave it in the hands of the devil, and you know, <laughs> let's just forgive that version of you now and yeah. say she's rad. <laughs> and like, sorry, you know what I mean. Sorry. I did the best because I don't want you to have to go through this again when it comes out. It's gonna be tough. No, honestly, it's gonna be tough. I'm not a person who likes to be on film, and it's not. I know you started bitching about a fucking iPhone. It's not about how I look or whatever. I just. It, it's I, different. I, I, it's because as an interviewer who works in audio, the moment the camera comes out, and my it, it's double the work for me to get people into a in the space of and yeah. uh, that that pocket of like of truth. Yes, I know what you mean. And so, like, I just it, it actually just challenges my belief and my ability as an, as a as a holder of space and as a collector of stories. Can I do it? With that fucking camera, where people are gonna see your fucking face, it's not just your beautiful voice and yeah. your soul. It's yeah. your face attached to a job, attached to a wife, attached to a thing. No, I couldn't do it. So it's like inception layers deeper than what yeah. we do because, like, even what you do when you're just like off camera doing the the mic thing, they're gonna hear your voice and your questions and stuff. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff I say to the subjects won't even make it into the film. The vast majority of well, it. No, well, your your films are mostly others. It's yeah. just the beauty of yeah. the, of the moment. Yeah, yeah and that's I mean I love that about them. your work. And so yeah, it's a very different experience because there's people attached to it. There's my mother and my family yeah. who have so many feelings about the work. I mean, they are supportive, but. I'm a representation of them and Judaism and f- femin- feminism and, yeah. and American and whatever. And somehow I, you know, people are embarrassed. <laughs> of, they are. And I have to, and I sit with that and it's fine because this is my path and this is whatever I believe in or not. This was my destiny. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm sitting in it. And, you know, I just got to trust that whatever I said or did is going to be for the benefit of some kind of love connection mm-hmm. and and truth and i don't and if i if, if i can sacrifice myself to the slaughter in the meantime okay well that uh, we pra- we have to practice that with this right every time we do it like, just, why do we you know you go through that like why do we do this again like all oh, that's that bullshit it's a lot you what did i say who's watching it uh, no. what, are they, who, uh, what, are they, what are they doing why uh, who are they, and, you're, and, and I, that's the thing it I seems like it's funny to hear you talk about embarrassment because it feels like you don't even have that 
function. You know what I mean? Like I just forget. I'm embarrassed in general, but then I'm like, oh, there's a shiny thing. I mean, I, you yeah. know, I just, oh, it just man. doesn't sit. It's just a, embarrassment isn't something that like. What am I gonna do? I've embarrassed myself so many times. Uh, what's the worst thing I could possibly do? The only thing I don't want to do is like marginalize, humiliate, say something that like. Um, ignorant I just don't want to be ignorant yeah. but embarrassing myself because I'm a fucking silly little clown that's trying to make people laugh cry feel something in this fucking robot world I'm okay with that what's the worst that can fucking happen really? one, one time and, and shout out to my boy Joey nothing has ever ever done has made Joey laugh harder than this situation and if it weren't you I would have fucking probably offed myself from embarrassment but we're just sitting at my apartment I get random spam texts all the time and I try to fuck with people and I get a text from a random number that says like, hey, uh, you know, not having the best day, would really love to come by and just chill or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, and I just- you knew, I, That sounds like a text you would get a lot. I get spammed. That's it it really, was just from a random really number. That's a curated fucking text for you. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying, like I get this text and it's a random number. It's the first text I ever got from this number. And I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Whoever they thought they were texting, I'm going to ruin it for this guy or whatever. So I just write back- um, yeah, I mean, you could come by, but just so you know, I already jacked off, so like, I'm not that horny or anything, which I don't jack off. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that. Listen, you don't so, have uh, to but, when but, you've got cats like, in your life. Me and Joey are sitting there cracking up about even me writing that to a random person, and then uh, you write back. It was you. It was me? Yeah. <laughs> this, is why, this, is, this is why I love you, because you don't even remember this. <laughs> if I did this to anyone else, me and that person would be thinking about this till the end of time. <laughs> that could have been anyone else. <laughs> But you were like, you, you wrote back oh, like, no, I remember like now, oh, I remember. we don't have to fuck or anything. I'd just be down to cuddle. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, who is this? And you're like, Zoe. And I was like, Zoe, you text me from a fucking random number. It wasn't a random number. Was it a random number? It, I got you the same like, number from 45 years. It came up as a new number for some reason. Oh. And it was the first text. And that's, that's why. That's great. Yeah, it was. It, it, it didn't surprise me. Joey <laughs> died <laughs> laughing. And I was like, Joey, thank God this is Zoe. Because fucking anyone else, I would just be so mortified. I wouldn't even know how to explain myself what time of the year was it summer yeah know, it was during the pandemic oh yeah you, right really... when you were just getting back to new york oh boy it was hard that oh was, i was looking with this crazy it... ass girl she was so bad oh god um yeah no i'm it's it's a blessing and a curse to have a brain that focuses solely on the present i am dory i, I am the fish I, I i think it's more of a blessing because you know sitting there dwelling on shit all the time and getting anxious about it's the nice future it's, like, it's not stuff. where it's at but it's nice to remember moments. It's there. Like, it's sure. there, though. Like, I always think I can't remember anything, and then I get around my old friends just being around them. I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, that time. This. Yeah, yeah. It's all there. Like, your body knows about it, but dwelling on it and shit. Like, no, I don't dwell. On. I don't dwell. But sometimes the over-presence... Like, last night, I was in tears all night. Uh, just because the... Sometimes I just get really, really overwhelmed with the compilation of sadness and rejection and failure I've had in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, But then I... Now like, that's what I call rejection. Yeah. Volume twenty six. Then I then I do a dance and like my boyfriend was really, really he just like kinda held me while I, I just I just had to it was just sometimes it just all of I don't focus on all of it, the the all the all of it overwhelms me and then like the as a like a really giant empath, like I can't help it. Like my friends are all melting down around me. The world's melting down at all times. Not like it's new or different, but like you know, everything is so unstable and so confusing and, like, so flimsy and non-scrounded. And it's just like, you know, you're taking all of this energy all the time up and down and around, especially in New York, living in the oh, – yeah. and just, like, sometimes, like, your body just wants to burst with sadness and excruciating 
empathic like fear and why and the the endless question of why does it have to be this hard when there's so much abundance how is it possible that it is okay for the way that people are subjugated abused and whatever and then my head just goes into fucking endless spirals of whatever and so yes it is great to have my kind of brain sometimes you know i get overwhelmed but i'm sure like most people we're all going through it all the time Mm. concentrated doses oh my god check the thing what are we checking Finally. <laughs> I want you to have more bows in your hair. I took that one out. Why? Because you couldn't see it. Why? It's so cute, though. It's so cute when you have a little bow. I love it. Yeah, you have a lot of... I wanted you to do a show-and-tell section. I can this. do a show-and-tell with you. Yeah. For sure. I mean, show us something. I mean, the apartment is ever-changing, right? So, yeah, yeah. Show you something? Um, well, we have my trusty what-the-fuck-is-in-that-box sign that I made for Halloween games. Where you put your hand into creepy shit. Um, what is this thing? Because I love this. Oh, uh, it's it's well as a true ADHD human who was never given proper medication, but I'm glad now that my mother just made me work. Wow, with it. they never medicated you, but they wanted to. Someone no, wanted they, them to. Uh, yes, special specialists. Yeah, but my mom said no. Uh, but I struggle. I mean, I'm a fucking you know, I'm a I'm like a moon bounce. I'm just, well. you're a beam of sunlight. <laughs> like this this street, I'm sure got. So much brighter. Your wow. downstairs neighbor was probably for a second like, whoa, this might be a little too intense. But yeah. then you I realize. Mean, I do. I mean, you are what you are, right? There's nothing I can do to change what this is now. I'm fully formed. You can't shove me back up and ask for a refund right But now. this is the most wholesome chapter that we've known you by far. Oh, God. This yeah. is like the good, clean, fun <laughs> version of Zoe. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't even want to know. No, I it's get... good. Well, we used to be worried about you airing our dirty laundry, and now you're like, I won't even air my own. Like, I, okay. no, hey, hey, oh, no, no. I aired all kinds of dirty laundry. I mean, my God. I mean, I might be in a lawsuit with the guy that I have the fun the car thing where they definitely should be putting any of this stuff out on the <laughs> on the on the internet but no this is i just i'm just more scared than ever to speak truth and especially about jewish stuff especially about my own experience especially about i just there's you never dr- you had some great lines the other night in the sauna and i was like <laughs> this should be on the podcast hey, like, man, you it, were able to just succinctly say stuff that i was saying to you i'm like we can't say that no you can't look it's just it's it's a really weird, scary time, and the censorship and like the Fahrenheit 451ness and the like, the like yep. they're being policed by everybody and like you. There's super huge consequences and like real ramifications for speaking your mind and in yeah. any way as any person as of all colors, all gender. Like there, it's just and I. Maybe I'm just tapping into it for the first time and and other people have had it their whole lives and it's like, it's a, a real reckoning of it. Like, wow, it's just a very unsafe time to be someone that wants to speak their truth. And I am aware that many people's truths are not something that should be shared or are very, but like, fuck, man, mm. where do we go from here? I know. What, what, how, what is, is there no room for gray, rainbow, middle? It's I think just black and white for fucking ever, left and right, right and wrong. Fuck this. I think it only if we like surrender to that and accept that as like the truth that you can't say things. So it's like, no, you can say things. There might There's be consequences people that don't from want people. Us to say things and they're trying to scare us right now. There yeah. was just a law passed, I think in Texas that said anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And I'm just like, is anti-Semitism illegal? Like, yeah, I get it. It's like uncouth and like fucking you're a lowlife, but like, is that illegal? Well, don't we have free speech? Like, can't people hate somebody if they want? Like, is that the I mean, idea? There, there's a lot of hate going around on all sides. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I it's just funny. I just can't believe my grandmother was right. Uh, when I, One of the things my grandmother said to me, who was very much a staunch Zionist in support of Israel and very, you know, leader of her JCA in Pittsburgh and like a very, and a pillar of the, the Jewish women's community in her, in her world. Um, she always told me to, when you go into a room or a public place to identify the other Jews in the room, because you never know when the Nazis are going to come. And this was like, I was born much later and she was much older. And, um, I was like, grandma, it's like, it's like 1998. Like there's no more Nazis. There's no more hate. Like whatever. Like, Oh, it's over now. I know. It did seem like that. And, uh, the thing that's been funny, and I'm not going to speak about either side or whatever, but the thing that has been interesting is like, all right, Grandma, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you. It's uh, well, it's weird. Do you think there's there. something? Zoe knows what's up. We're not gonna make her speak to it. But uh, people know our opinions. I, Zoe knows what's I'm up. I'm just. I don't. I just. There's way more educated people that have far more in the game and have way better more. And again, the the name of the game is education here. And I have been educating myself, but until I feel like I have done my best to understand all sides and do the history work and do the lessons and like oh, meta overview everything. I'm not saying a fucking thing to anybody <laughs> about nothing. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. We um, tried and then Noah came on here and blew it. I'm telling you, it's look, I you know, I I I have been today I interviewed right before you. I was at my friend Elon's house who is Israeli uh and was part of the pro-Palestinian movement till he was like 18. He got out of the army because he was a pacifist. Like has been is one of the most educated uh, Jews I know on the subject. And like he was rattling off history points and moments and from the fucking beginning to the, like a very dense part, like right before the, the war and like every the, the names of the leaders in the 1920. I mean, like mm-hmm. this is a person who was deeply educated, highly, highly connected to the topic, and I. Right before I saw you, I, I've been interviewing Jews because I don't know what to say about any of this. So what I'm doing, what I always do, and I don't know what to do, is I just talk to people who I believe are smarter than I am to learn from them. And so I have been just listening because until I know more, I don't have a, have a place to say nothing. Well, I think if anyone is trying to seduce anyone into hating any group of people, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's clear that it's uh, you're getting uh, taken for a ride. Yeah. I just I'm on the side of love, man. I'm on the side of love yeah. always and human rights for everyone and human decency and education and support and love on all sides. I don't know what that means in terms of a viewpoint, but. Yeah, so I'm just educating myself in all ways and staying fucking silent for the first time ever. Big old dildo fucking yeah. ball gag in the mouth. Well, hateful rhetoric can have consequences and to act like it for can sure. and it doesn't like is ridiculous. Like hateful yeah. rhetoric where you're saying a group of people is evil or whatever, either side of this saying that is or either side of anything saying that and reducing it down is uh, dangerous territory. Yeah, and I don't so. want to get involved in that shit. And like, I don't know, man, I'm just... Just trying to stay alive over here and like add as much joy. I mean, my my viewpoint, because again, this none of this is new. The hatred and vitriol and racism and murder and genocide and rape and fucking disastrous ways in which money and corruption and religion and fucking evil and just macho garbage testicle fucking behavior has testicle just, adventures. Ugh, just like. Nothing of none of this is new. You know, we have a spotlight on this one thing right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, my my feeling about all of this every time it happens is like, how can I radically 
uh, inject my sphere with love and joy and silliness and whatever and whether or not it makes a difference at all I mean who knows but like I just I just try to reverberate love out and silly comedy high school not like a little kid in like innocent and like perverted silly stupid like basement of your friend you know, like, you know before you got all cicada shelled and fucking broken inside like what I try to tap into whatever that childhood joy fun connective tissue is and stay there and, I, and I try really, to teach people that as much as i can and, and, and model that really you embody it you really do i really think that's why you took to the juggalos in a way. <laughs> I love the juggalos. and that's a huge compliment it's like you get around a group of juggalos and there's just like a lot of like stoner laughter like because <laughs> like someone's just like always saying like the low-hanging fruit joke and sometimes like, like who cares yeah like, it's just funny yeah and like I don't know. We we try to. Uh, There's not a lot of judgment there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We we try to tr- more and more uh, preach. Uh, try to find humor in your life because in order to find humor, you have to have humility. So it's actually like a re- it's a spiritual process. Like if you've lost the laughter, like trying to refine that is like it's a process of growth and yeah. evolution and yeah. listening. You know, if you don't think something's funny, you got to listen more. Yeah, listening is really important. Yeah, yeah. I, it's so funny. My, when I was talking to my friend David today. Uh, he said to me, it's so funny. You're like, you're, you can be such a cunt in real life, but you're so nice on your podcast. And I, he was like, he was like, why do you think that is? I was like, well, because when I'm in podcasting mode, I'm listening. And yeah, when I'm yeah. in real life, I'm ready to fucking have something to say. You know? yeah, and right. so it's a different modality when you're, when you're truly giving yourself to someone, there's not a lot of judgment when you're just listening and you're not, and you're not using your like garbage of like whatever and you're when you're in a judgment-free place with someone and you're actually listening to their heart and soul like you know it's there's really no other way to be but nice yeah it naturally you know? comes out Unless i think you're nice i don't think i don't i've never seen you oh be i could i could be a dick really well not not in the way that you imagine i mean like I, i'm assertive deeply and qu- quick to change behaviors if i think they are not aligned with what I want at that moment you know I don't know what that means to others but yeah no I try to live the way at all times but like I could be everyone could be a fucking you know oh yeah we're all capable yeah we got we got multitudes inside of us (laughs) man at all times but don't you aren't you glad you're for the most part on Zoe's good side yeah (laughs) of course I wouldn't want to be on your bad side I wouldn't want to be on your bad side side. of course not but I'm saying wouldn't you be aren't you glad that you're I've been so well behaved with this one Uh, forget about it yeah listen (laughs) I am texting her that you've already dropped off oh yeah I'm glad you already jerked off. It's nice to jerk I, off. No, it's a, like the funny thing to me and Joey was just like, I fucking, I, I don't have the time or space uh, to jerk off. And it's good because now, now that I don't, it's like I've, I've like rebuilt like my hormonal system and oh, everything. you're one of those keep the cum inside guys? No, not at all. Oh, okay. but it's just <laughs> He's like, one of those whiny if he hasn't come in a day and a half. <laughs> what a patient partner you are. It's a long time to wait. It's a long time. I get it. It's a foundational element of your of relationship and and self. Oh yeah. I go like weeks without coming. It doesn't even matter to me. I'm like whatever. Oh. Yeah, girls can be like sexual camels sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they just. Sean's like, are you ever gonna be like acting like you're a can like that you're you know haven't had water in a long time? Right. And I'm like, well, I had water last night. Right. What are we talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, like you got, I gotta funny. let this build up a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> the vagina's not as needy as the dick, as the penis. Well, and th- it makes me think. I'm like, and the, the women that I've been with that make it seem like that are they just are they putting on an act or is it are they in a phase? No, or? I think there's many varieties. And I was always so jealous and angry at my female friends. Like I've got this one friend who can come from her ass, just her ass. It's like yeah. a mental orgasm. I'm like fuck you. Oh, yeah. 
je- like, how dare you? I had one friend who could like come from her nipples. I was yeah. like furious at her. Yeah. I have one friend who can come like she was like, yeah, you just like get on top and just do this. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, there's just like if and again, I think I've said this to you guys before. Like, if I could come super easily, like I would have every kind A to Z STD. Yeah. And are you kidding me? Yeah. And like, really, one of the only reasons that like I have done anything with my life. Is because, like, I love orgasms, of course. I'm a fucking uh, pleasure glut like anybody. But because it takes a minute and it's like a a mental, celestial, star-aligned fucking, uh, you know, event, it's not something that I focus on. And because if I did, I would just lose my mind. And, like, and I, you know, the vibrator orgasms are, like, kind of cheap. And, like, it's got a... That's what I think about jacking off. It's it's just cheap. Like, the the real orgasms are just much deeper. And, like, you can do... the But the vibrator is addictive. And it's, like, the whole thing. And then you have the vibrator in the bedroom. And then you got the sound. And it's like, oh, I don't even like this person. Like, what are they like? <laughs> I don't know. So, like... So, in the meantime, it's just... It, it's not a big part of my brain. <laughs> I just I, I can't Look, imagine I, a world. I don't know what if I'm I, not knocking any I just, of it. I would. I mean, I'm, I can't. I literally can't imagine a world. Like I talked to some of my gay friends. Like one of my gay friends just got back from Mexico. And we both have been to this gay club, gay bathhouse called Sodome. Mm. It's okay. I'm the only one who's ever been there once. <laughs> oh. I went there because I saw it on Google Maps. So like I gotta go see what Sodome is. Yeah. Sodome. Sodome. S o d o m e. And of course, I dropped my guy friend who is not gay. To it's a gay sex bathhouse. Obviously, you brought a straight guy in there. Yeah, but I thought we could like at least there'd be an element of like we'd be able to go places they immediately separated us put me in some like sauna upstairs and they wouldn't even let me go to the <laughs> thing and then he was stuck in the fucking gay bath parts furious at me and they wow. take your phone of course so like we couldn't communicate and he like kind of snuck up to like try to like to hang out and they like kicked him out of there like oh my god i wanted to talk about oh right so my gay friend who just got back from Sadame world. Uh, he was telling me he was like walking around there. Someone just started. It was and it was uh, steamy and dark. And he, someone just started sucking his dick and how great that was. And I'm trying to imagine a world where if like some, I'm like, I don't know how this would happen. I'm walking or laying down. Someone just starts going down to me. I would fucking lose my mind. Yeah. I would. It would. It's like nothing. About, and I wish so much. Like what a world to be gay where you just like. Just like, yeah, fuck, put my ticket there, fuck, put my ticket there, yeah, so you yeah. fuck me over here, like, yay. It's a very big difference in uh, energy to, like, give versus receive. And I, I would think love that. It changes a lot of things. I would get a lot less done, honestly. And I get why they're super focused on sex because they're just coming all the time and they don't care. And that's fucking awesome. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. I am jealous. They're neutralized. Oh, I'm so proud of that. They're fully neutralized in this society. I'm fully well, sterilized. All the, st- the straight men are going out with their balls are full, they're busting at the seams, they're addicted to porn. Oh. You know? Yeah, they're just free. <laughs> yeah, they're just free. They, but what I think about because I hear about like all this gay sex that they have, and I'm like, how many times a day are you thinking about this? Like, well, what you the? you want to fuck all the time. I mean, you don't imagine yeah, you but, but three gay, or four. But imagine you where your primary partner, where Cass would be like, yeah, let's go fuck together, like, and all, both of you would be the same sexual like yeah. frequency. Yeah, yeah. That's, Can you imagine? Yeah, that, I mean, what could trouble. you what could you even do? You go to work and you fuck. That's it. It's over. Yeah. End of. Oh, go to the gym. Yeah, and that's it. But only if someone on Grinder is going to be there, or you know, nah, well, I don't know. it's not even go to the gym, grocery oh, yeah. store. Yeah, you go in there and the find whole someone. world's your fucking Tinder, bra three Tinder all day long. Fucking Grinder's the most amazing. G or Sniff? You guys ever checked out Sniff? Never the most heard genius of it. Genius shit ever. What's Sniff? Incredible dating app. Okay, okay. for gay for gay men, or I think actually, try, sorry, I don't mean it's like all kinds of spectrums of of LGBTQ plus whatever you call it now, but they they have like statistics of what the people actually like uh, they'll give you all these graphs of like this person actually will see your type of personality like because you listen all of your like 
you do like sexual health or like you know I'm HIV positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm herpes positive, I'm whatever, I'm clean or whatever, I'm uncut. And then the pictures of the asshole, pictures of the dick, no pictures of face, but like you can see all the goods up front. And then they give you statistics on your type, like he's a bear and he likes otters and you are an otter and you are this awesome. height. So wow. the, the chances of him actually meeting and fucking you if you text him are like eighty percent. His dick is gonna hit your prostate perfectly. I'm telling you, <laughs> they give you all these graphs. Imagine if straight people had access to information like this. You'd waste. I mean, all they of my. Use it. All, all of my straight friends who are on like Hinge and fuck Bumble and fucking, they spend 99% of their time just like swiping like it's a fucking shopping cart. They don't see them. They like talk for a little bit and they're out. They, cause they, you know, cause you, if you could just see the dick. Yeah. Yeah. See that's the right. vagina. Well, that's why when people complain the about sending like unsolicited dick pics early, I'm like, don't you want that? I mean, like, don't you kind of want to know what I'm you're dealing to, like, with? Like, we're getting older, man. I'm trying to like stop wasting so much time. Like, let's get it. On. Like, not like I, I've never on. been on dating apps. I can't do it. It, it. it gets in the way of my um belief that I am magical and like think uh, like I will meet people. Like, I can't do it. It's just too. I can't. I just you don't can't. need to. You have, yeah, you're but so like, active. It's socially. so stupid. I, in my head, I got this thing about online dating, which I shouldn't. It's super dumb. It's a way better way to. I, I suppose it was better numbers wise. Who knows? And you can, but well, I think we're for you that you kind of have a big personality that you want to make sure someone vibes with your chemistry and you probably the odds of someone vibing with you it would be better if you just did it in person. Well, it's also like who has the time? Like I've like I'm doing shit. We're doing shit. We're making rent. Yeah, and like I don't. I barely have time to see all my friends, my family, keep up with like the fucking like just paying the fucking lights on to like go meet some dude who's gonna look not like and I don't even know what his dick looks like. So, like, he could be, like, not a serial killer and kind of like what he looks like in his photos and not be a, you know, sociopath who, like, does meth on the corner, like, a weekend. But, but like, here's the other thing. Who cares what his dick looks like? Because, god damn, every person we know is coming to us and saying, my partner's not interested in sex or they're not right for me or whatever. And, like, even on the dating scene, like, hey, I go out there and I'm down him. to have a, a one night stand and the guy can't get it up or, yeah. or, yeah. Isn't wasn't interested in me, for, and I'm talking about like fucking beautiful women. Yeah, I'm just like it's rough what there, is bro. going on right now? That, yeah, that's why I'm like, I have a boyfriend. He's super cute. He's super nice. I'm just like holding off for dear life. I'm like, he's the man. Let's just leave it. Let's just let I, all of the stuff of like, and we've been working through some really hard stuff about communication and all this like, like really stuff that I would have avoided like the plague of a year ago, five yeah. years ago, ten years ago. I would have been like, never ever would I deal with this. Like it's all or nothing, bitch. Let's go. But at this stage of my life, with uh, seeing the shit that I've seen and like looking at my other people's partners, I'm like, oh my god, like I have a good person. You are a kind. Your heart is kind. You, you have empathy in your bones. That is it. Yeah. That is all that matters really right now. It's like, yeah. can you, are like, do you help? Do yeah. you do you do you hurt or do you like what? Where does your? I mean, so yeah, it's it's brutal out there. I would not recommend. Uh, I would recommend like getting really comfy being alone, and then maybe you find a magical partner yeah, at some point. God yeah. bless. God, good luck on your journey, man, because it's not easy out there. People I, I are think fucking psychopaths. Like post pandemic too, if we can even call this that. But like, uh, yeah, everybody's mental health issues are like right there on the surface. Through the and roof. I'll, I'll, just everyone is struggling in some way or another. So if you're in a happy, healthy partnership, God bless you. You know, if you somehow made it through that, God bless you. Yeah, if no, you're finding really. love, awesome. Good luck it's getting rare. off all those pills, man. I mean, yeah. I just, I would like to recommend to everybody, if you're even, uh, so the, um, uh, uh, P, PJ Vote, a friend of mine, has this incredible podcast called Search Engine, and he has done the most incredible series on why he was addicted to Adderall for 20 years and his his journey of mental health and struggle in a very personal way, including like the science and the history of how these poisons were were sold to us as these magic beans and the whole 
and like you see the interplay of the of the greed and the corporate garbage and the way they've been shoving these fucking medications down our throat and that really when it comes down to it we have to learn how to just sit in uncomfortable yeah things and yeah okay so you're an ADD spaz like you have to learn ways to meditate and fucking sit and focus and you don't need yeah. pills to do I mean maybe some people do I'm not medication can no, work for some people but it's the way they've been so for, uh, get off the pills everybody just, the pills. I don't know how you do it and I, I know it's, it's hard. super predictive it's not, oh no I know hard. I know but get do figure it out because this shit is poison. And, and shout out to your mom. We were just talking the other day. I was like, well, did she ever make right. she, she, got, it, she protected you from it? Because trust me, they were talking about it. No, I know. That, <laughs> no, 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 no. Every single, I mean, I saw a bunch of, they were like, I don't know what to do with this girl. And, you know, I, I definitely believe that I could have been taught other ways to manage my energy and my inability to be bored. And, and that's the really thing, like, you know, that marshmallow test. Like, can you sit still? Can you settle your brain in moments of quiet and like do stuff that is hard. And that is the thing that we are not able to do anymore with the phone, with the whatever, with the constant distraction and everything going on all the time uh, is just, can you sit still in quiet? I just sent Cass this crazy Instagram video that's like a news report from the 80s where they did like surveillance on a classroom and there's like four kids that can't sit still. They're spazzing out right, this and that. Sure. And they, all they did was put... um covers on the lights that blocked a little bit of the radiation and it went from white light to something more tungsten like this and the kids calmed down yeah right so yes. it's, it's like stuff like that the lighting they should do in that classrooms. in hospitals when babies hospitals. are giving birth yeah. God, the, the first thing lightings. you're exposed Come to on. you know like all of this you're trying to get stuff. better and you're like oh you're, you're bathed in the office light of all hours and then they wake you up in the middle of the night to give you medication so you can never get a good night's sleep oh my take your god. blood pressure oh my I gotta, god I love these headsets. I yeah. really, I really feel like I'm on Mars. Yeah. I yeah. like. I'm on space. I'm like a space traveler. I'm like <laughs> Ziggy Stardust, like floating through the fucking ether. It's so good. Ziggy playing guitar. It's so good to see you guys. Yeah. A fucking pleasure, Brad. I know. We, we went through a hiatus of our friendship. That's that's. You guys moved away. Well, yeah. We also, you know, I was like, God. You were also super COVID people, though. Listen, and like I was, I was, and I, you know, it's hard to be around me because I'm around, you know, I, I did my best. You were one of our red flag people because we're like, she's out of control. <laughs> you know, like we want to be around you, but like Zoe would be a super spreader. I, I removed myself. I went, I went away. I got out of New York because what the fuck was I going to do? I'm a people person, man. I wasn't about to sit in my beautiful yet tiny apartment. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No, you did a really smart thing. We did a podcast while you were out in California during quarantine. Oh, my God, that quarantine. beautiful. We were in wine country. I was like oh so God. jealous of what your surroundings were. <laughs> it's honestly, the, I one of the things that I've done well in my life is I have friends who have way more money than I do, who have access to way nicer properties and like just everything that I do and like to have me around as like a, you know, Polly Pocket clown creature. So they invite me to their fancy things I could never afford without them. So I have, yeah, during pandemic, I got really lucky. Yeah, my, that was right. My my bets on my humans paid off big time because it was a lot of relationship. It was a relationship-based wealth mm. at that time. Mm. I mean, for me anyway, it's really paid off. Yeah, we did a uh, one of the one of the rare episodes of our podcast that never came out was with you because we just did ketamine on there, and I was just a, I was in a K hole the whole time. Was it like, <laughs> a good podcast? I can't remember. I don't oh, know. I, what, as what soon as it was over, it? I it's a lost episode. I never listen to my fucking podcast ever again. No, I've, I've I'd never be like, why it. would you? I mean, it's no. it's funny that we would like think that someone would want to listen to this and like, I can never, I can't even listen to my voice again once I've said. I'm like, I don't even want to know. <laughs> if we get if we get positive feedback. 
sometimes I'll go like listen to the first 10 minutes and be like, how did we get, how did we even get people to the place where they're giving positive feedback? Sometimes I'll do that. And it always leaves me with a smile on my face. I'm like, well, we're better at this than I thought. Yeah. That you type are. of thing. My favorite yeah. compliment, and I'm sure you get this, is uh, that they don't, they, that people listen to us at one time speed rather than like 1. 1.5. Yeah, 1. that's 1. a big thing. People and listen to You were talking about listen to podcasts at double speed? A yeah. lot of people do, yeah. yeah. Why? Well, because I think when people, at least Time is money. when people come here, they're not looking for information. So, but when people are looking for information, they go to a podcast and they're like, well, let me get this twice as fast. That is so weird. I need to slow yeah. down on everything I do. I don't want to speed anything up. I play no. this at half speed. The compliment that I get, I get the <laughs> most. Yeah, I get I the most. Con- the thing I get the most, which really is like the reason why I still do this work, even though it ha- will never. I mean, I won't say never. I should not. I, it has not yet um, been a source of income ever. But that's not why I do this. Obviously, no one does. Uh, but the main compliment I get is like I was in a really dark place, and that your interviews and your way of living gave me hope for humanity. Kind of. Yeah. Or that yeah. There's still people out there like living and curious and like open and and like willing to like listen and just that I was in a dark place and you brought me light Mm. and that for me is like payment enough you know times a million and I sent it to my mom I'm like look mom oh yeah is your mom still going back to Burning Man your mom cares my mom my my mom did not go to Burning Man this year thank god Um, tell her enough's enough no, no, she's definitely going back this year. She loves it. She's, she loves it. She told me that she wants to go back to Burning Man until she's like on an oxygen. I was like, well, what if you're like on a stretcher? She's like, bring the oxygen tank. I'm like, okay. Damn. My family's going to love So this. have you done like full circle with your mom? Because I feel like growing up you had like, you were a little bit, what would you call you? The black sheep, I guess. Is that fair? Like, I mean, oh. she loves me. There's only two sheep though. Yeah. She, no, there's three. Oh, there's my three sister, sheep? My sister is a super success. I was just, I, you know, I, I don't know if it was a black sheep. My mom had to work a lot and my dad wasn't around a lot. So I was just alone. It wasn't even a black sheep. I was just. You're like a latchkey kid. No, no, no. I I opened that door. I I did whatever (laughs) I wanted. That's the problem. It's like I lived in D.C. and I had rollerblades and I would just go wherever I wanted and I'd cash and like I was just free. And I lived in like a safe little neighborhood and I just was fucking rollerblading around doing whatever I wanted, answering to no one. Um, And I developed a very strong sense of self because of that and I had a very strong sense of imagination because I you know, I had to make my own fun pretty much um, mm. and my, bro- my brother and sister are much older than I am so they were in college and I was just you know it's a different world it's a you just you make you, you make your own world really uh, but I, I I don't think that my mother it's I think my mother this year has let I we recently had a very hard conversation where she had said to me in a, a passing again like I'm really proud of you, even though you're not married and and you don't know, have children. And it was like a, it was like an aside. And I don't even think she meant to say it. I think she was even saying it as like a, I think it just kind of like keeps coming out of her mouth. And I don't even think she knows she's saying it. And I just like turned around. I was like, Mom, like, it's like really hurtful. You know, I have a really rich life that has value. And when you say this to me, it like really puts me in this like place of like of darkness, you know, that like no matter what I do and how many people I help and try to like how to live and I like no matter how I try to show you that my life has value, that the only value to you is this ridiculous Pollyanna fucking marriage child thing. And and while I see the value deeply of of monogamy, commitment or polyamory, whatever, and, and, and raising something and the, the world of a child and the imagination of a child, like it's, we re- we have very recently come to a point where she is really proud of what my decisions are, but it took a really long time, and we have been fighting it out for her for her to get me on a path 
that felt more familiar to her, that wasn't so scary yeah. for her. Because Dandelion in the Wind, single free child thing, was not in the books for her, for me. And, and you, as a parent, it takes a long time to let go of your idealizations, oh, yeah. you know? I, I think it's a, literally you just hit an age where they have enough data points where they're like, fuck, they're happier than I think the path I wanted for or them. Or Maybe they're onto gone, something. Yeah, and, and they it, give up. They're like, fuck it. All right, I just got to be happy for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, once I hit 40, I mean, I'm close. I think she'll finally let it go. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think having children would be such a beautiful and awesome experience. I just, I can't imagine being able to raise them in the way that I would want to. Nope. And until I could and until I had the partner and until I had the money and until I yeah. had the time and I had the, and I had the knowledge of which to raise an empathetic human, which I, maybe I do, but like, yeah. I don't who has the patience for this shit? You'd be a good mom, Cass would be. It sucks. Yeah. It's like idiocracy. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I know, I know, it I know. Really like, I is think happening. about it all the fucking time. Because people that it's should so be having kids are knowing better because we're looking around and we're saying there's nothing for anyone in this meat grinder. I mean, there is something. F- I mean, I do. Because we figured out another path. What right. are the chances? I don't know. You know, that's what I, I think. I just don't have the I, I don't have the money, period. So that's I don't it. have this money. End of discussion. Yes. And it, like, And I make a lot of money, but I don't. I mean, I'm sure, and I don't know that everyone works it out, but like, there is no way that I'm going to raise my child without the same educational opportunities that I had. And I maybe, yeah, and they're just and not available. That's, it's I mean, I, the, what, the, the, the high school that I went to is like, I think it's like $70,000 a year now. And not like, <laughs> I don't know what the inflation was. I'm not like, it's like, how, what? Uh, how? Who? Where? That's what we were saying at the beginning of this Very podcast. Very wealthy or something? Like, I don't know. Everywhere I, we go, all we say is, how are people doing how this? How do they do it? How is anyone Maybe doing this? Maybe they're embezzling from the government or selling drugs. It's the only two options. They've debt. got to be. I think they're just in a debt cycle that oh, I'm not comfortable God. with. I'm not doing debt. Uh, I've never done it, so I'm not like. Cash. I'm living we're, a cash yeah. lifestyle, we're in a debt motherfucker. Life. We're in debt in a couple of departments right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. but not like a real way. We're not like, we don't owe the fucking casino our house. We're good. Yeah, yeah. We're fine. Yeah. We don't have a house to owe. Yeah, so. we, don't yeah. Know, we don't have anything. Like come at me, bro. Like, that, really, exactly, like, take, that's us. What are you gonna take? My sure. my my weird vase with toes on it. Like, uh, it's pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, I know, but like, what is it worth? Zero dollars to <laughs> anyone <laughs> but me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel getting older has been interesting, um, and the way that your mind changes as a woman, and uh, like your value as a sexual object, and like like the stuff with my new partner, like which again I'll touch on very lightly, like in the ways that we. Like you feel about yourself and how like they're forty and I'm almost forty and like everything just feels very weird. Like my nephews are like twenty three and they're like their own fucking humans and like everyone is like now people younger than me look like children. Oh yeah, it just like all of a sudden happened where I'm like y'all are all children. Yeah, like everyone under thirty, I'm like oh my god, you're such a kid. But we weren't children, were we children? I don't even. Yeah, I guess we were. Hindsight's a motherfucker. I don't know. I just. (laughs) I'm grateful for the, I'm just, I'm grateful that we're, you know, we made it through whatever, uh, that we're, we've got water and heat and a house mm. and love and like the basics. And cause like every time I start getting in these like shame spirals of like where I'm at as opposed to where I wanted to be, all I try to do is go back to like basic gratitude. It's like, okay, you have water, you have food, you have a house, period. You are safe, period. You have freedom, period. You have a mother, period. Mm. Your family is relatively healthy, period. Full stop. Yeah. Just try to shut the fuck up. Those demons in your head that are constantly just like definitely the best way to wake up every morning. I mean, I mean, I mean, I meant the mental health stuff is just compounding, and I have nothing but just endless uh, empathy and just like, just oh, people. I I had so hard. I have so much, and I have so much support, and there's so many people that have no support, and so like, 
I don't know, man. It's just gonna get crazier and crazier, and I just hold on tight to this fucking roller coaster, man, because it's it's. I don't know. Well, the American dream's unraveling, and pandemic was very revealing, and it's depressing people as you go back to the slog the way it used to be, and realizing, oh, there's no way to get ahead. No. Like the rich just always are going to get richer. Yeah. Where our wages are going to stagnate, things are just going to get harder. It's fucking depressing. It catches well, up. Well, I think people. the thing that was worse for me is seeing that like the things that we were supposed to learn during pandemic about taking things not for granted about yeah. spending more time and downtime with fam about like appreciating your whatever whatever those lessons were supposed to be had from pandemic are not resonating in any legislation in any change of behavior in any mm. empathy in any like changes in like just human compassion is at an all-time low yeah and like what the fuck was all of that for weren't we supposed to be looking inwards and meditating and becoming our best selves in this moment of fucking stop pause and like we're yeah. just more gluttonous and more greedy and more insecure and more hate-filled and like fuck so like now what ozempic <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is always a product oh, just yeah. in the nick of time oh, man. that can save our souls. Thank God it's going to reduce all that engine fuel. <laughs> yes, that will exactly. stop the greenhouse gases. <laughs> um, well, I have to go put on a yeah. puppet show. Yeah. But this was incredible. I love you so much. We love you. What yeah. a fucking. What I do? Yes. And if you want to turn it, tune into Casamize BDSMR series where we're going to tell you your dirty fucking sounds like th wait do you have a crackle thing how do you do it bdasmr no bdsmr oh <laughs> bdsmr <laughs> yeah because i am not a dominatrix nor do i want to hold space for anyone mentally on their sexual whatever but like i will you can shit talk on. shit yeah Very you have to talk about their teeny no, I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to shame their dicks. Can we just call the pigs? No, no, I, I, it's not a shame thing. I, I they, they like they, it. They like it. It's we'll tell you off camera some yeah. stuff. Cass knows about. I just really like this idea that we're like whispering, motherfuckers. Whisper. It's, whisper. Been, a, it's been a goddamn pleasure. Thanks, Zoe. Church of Chill. Uh, Zoe Nightingale.com. Check out my fucking podcast, motherfuckers. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Peace, love, and magic, y'all. <laughs>